Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Thanks for joining us in the Sale Ring podcast show. Today in the studio, we've got Mr. John Schultz, foremost authority in the auction industry for marketing, being a great marketing auctioneer. We've got Miss Trina Turner, as always, in the studio. How are you, Trina? I'm good. How are you guys? Great. 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 Great to be here. John's good to have you here. This is an interesting show as we have John actually at the United Country Real Estate 2019 National Convention here in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. They're having a great convention. We decided to do a breakout session since we were here and actually record a live podcast. And that's what we're doing today on the show. John, we appreciate you being in, uh, let's call it Studio C. Ha. Since we call Studio B in the, Your desk in the home office. Is Studio B, and this is now I Studio C. I like Studio C a lot better. I've not seen Studio B, but Studio C is quite spacious. How about like Studio How about Studio by the Sea? Oh, by the Sea. Oh, will you take that? Oh, I like we'll that take even that. Yes. All right. Next time we'll do one outside. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Out on the beach. On yeah. a cabana mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, that would, yeah. Cabana. there we go. Yeah. Sand and technology always work well together. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. great idea. We also, in the side of this room, which you can't see because this is audio only, <laughs> Mr. Jimmy Dean Coffey. Jimmy Dean Coffey is with United Country Real Estate out in the field. And Jimmy Dean's got a microphone because there's an audience, an enormous audience in front of us. I can't count how many people are out there. There's too many to count. Quit trying to we, count, Sean. All right. You do know we, that there's only three types of auctioneers, right? What's the three types of auctioneers? Those that can count and those that can't. <laughs> John. All right. <laughs> those that can count and those that can't. Genius. Comedic relief. Let's mark that in as one of our sponsorship right. spots here in yeah, a little bit. Right. 15 minutes with John Schultz. Go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to kick this off. So John Schultz is, and uh, we'll read just a little bit about what this successful podcast show, The Sell Ring, is going to talk to Mr. John Schultz about. It's going to be primarily about marketing and the auction business, social media, technology. And we're going to take questions from the floor. That's what the purpose of Jimmy Dean and the microphone's for. But I got a question for you, John. All right. What is it that you actually do? What is it that I actually do? How do you my, make your money? My money is made uh, by being the chief marketing and technology officer for a company called Graph Auction in uh, southeastern Minnesota, where we specialize in the sale of commercial and industrial assets across the country. 225 events, 32 states. And my job is to make sure that those are all successful events uh, marketed to a diverse audience of customers and sellers across the country. Very cool. Graph Auctions, they've been around for a long time selling primarily um, grocery stores, restaurants, business liquidations. Absolutely. Primarily grocery stores, I would say that 80% of our business is closed grocery stores. The rest is made up of some industrial facilities. We also handle a lot of retail. So Target, Home Depot, Staples, if they close a store. We go in and liquidate the fixtures within the facility on a regular basis. So, Do you find that most of that is at live auction or online auction anymore? For us, that is primarily live. 80% of our business is live auctions with real auctioneers. That said, we do not do an auction anymore in the world in which we live that doesn't include online bidding. So everything has either simulcast bidding or in those cases where it doesn't have a live auctioneer, it is an online only on vent. 
Do you see that trend changing? Absolutely. And I'm a data person. Those of you that know me, I'm a big data person. And for us, I always used to say that this will change when majority of our buyers are not in person any longer. In 2018, our data showed 40 some percent of our buyers and items were sold to people that were online. So 60% in the building. Mm -hmm. This year that has flipped. This year at 60% is selling to people not even physically at the locations and 40% to people physically in the locations. Because of that, we probably will accelerate a transition away from live auctions to more online only auctions. Just because of that, the math. The flip, yeah. yeah, the yeah. math shows Makes that sense. 60% of our customers this year in 2019 prefer to purchase online. So that's a trend that's changing. And some of that is, is you've talked about it on the podcast before. Some of that is because the consumer has a demand and a need now, mm-hmm. right? And it has all these other things that go on in their lives. And so they can't necessarily get away from their life to come to a live event anymore. And so you've got to figure out how do we make our, our process fast and how do we make our process efficient? And online bidding allows us to do that. If you're in the auction industry, that is the same response we're hearing from a vast majority of auctioneers. That trend's changing dramatically. Right. It's driven, I think, a lot by the generation behind me. So I'm in my 40s now. That generation that's 30 and 20 and 15 even that are coming up and becoming buyers and becoming people that influence the economy, are they're used to an e-commerce. All that said, though, all of that said, all the talk we talk about online commerce do either of you know how much retail sales are actually sold online as opposed to in a brick and mortar store in the no. United States? No. It's, it's a heavy amount more now, isn't it? A ton isn't more. Isn't it? No. 85% of all retail sales <laughs> yeah. in the United States are sold in person. In person? 15% of all retail sales in 2018 were sold <laughs> online. Yet the, the predominant conversation is what? We hear online, online, online. That's really not where the consumers are. Now, 15% is up. It's up three times as much as it was in 2014. So it it used to be 5%. Now we're at 15% three years later. It's transitioning, but it's not as much of a transition as we we hear in the media. We hear, oh my gosh, it's online. It's online. It's 86%, I think, is the actual number versus 14% online. That's interesting. I would have never guessed that the number was that high for in-store purchases. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't understand that. You wouldn't think that by looking at the retail climate. I mean, every day you open up a newspaper or open up a computer. Somebody's going bankrupt, yeah. Dollar General's going out. Staples is closing stores. Target is closing, right? I mean, Toys R Us. No, we're no more. We're not going to sell toys anymore, right? And it's all being driven by this experience. But retail is alive and well. So let's drill down. With that being said, let's drill down for the realtor or the auctioneer. And they're they're trying to self-promote their services and wares. How does that equate to social media marketing, personal marketing? Where's the advantages knowing what you know about in-person versus online or virtual sales? So I know where people like to buy, right? We just talked about that. But where people find things to buy and find people to use to buy is online. Consumers overwhelmingly go online, as I pick up my cell phone that you can't see, go online and especially on a mobile device and use this device to find customers and to find sellers. So let's talk real estate for a second. National Association of Realtors put, puts out an annual survey every year. The one just came out for 2018. Uh, less than 1% of people that purchased a home in 2018 purchased their home because they saw an ad in a newspaper ad. Okay? 
less than 1% of consumers purchased a home because they saw an ad in a newspaper. You had a lot of auction professionals, a lot of realtors. I mean, you still open the newspaper up and there's section upon section upon section of all this, these ads for selling real estate or come find me, I can sell you real estate. Yet that's not what the consumers are using, right? They're using mobile devices. They're using computers. They're using online technology. So if you're going to promote yourself or promote your products, you've got to be online. You've got to be marketing in a digital format. Very cool. So if you've got to be online, where? Where do you need to be at online? Well, you need to be where the people are. I mean, it, 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 that sounds simple, right? You need to be where the people are. I talk a lot about Facebook marketing and, and social media marketing because 80, I think it's 76% of all of the United States population over the age of 15 is on Facebook. That's huge. What newspaper in America has 76% of the U.S. population that subscribes to it? Well, there isn't one, right? Yeah. yeah. That's why social media is so impactful because so much of a a huge percentage of the population in the United States is on social media. That's starting to change. Facebook yeah. is starting to become not as cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's being replaced by a platform, especially called Instagram. If you're familiar with Instagram, Trina's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I love Instagram. <laughs> I don't love Instagram, but yeah, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> uh, by the way, Instagram owned by? Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> right? I didn't know that. Yeah. So Instagram, which is where all the kids are flocking to now. Owned by Facebook. So Facebook has kind of got this little walled off. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of the United States, they have an app called WhatsApp owned by Facebook. It's the largest messaging platform mm-hmm. in the world owned by Facebook. So that's where we focus a lot of time and energy. The second place you need to be is on Google. This is why. There's 6 billion searches on the internet a day in, in the world. In the world, 96% of those searches are done through a product called Google. <laughs> who's who's Google? Hey, uh, right. who's Google? Google's <laughs> the company owned by Alphabet, the parent company. <laughs> <laughs> by Alphabet. Nice. Yes. They are everything. They are everything, which we, is why they're parent company. We are Alphabet. Borg. <laughs> yes. For those yes. Star Trek fans so, in the but audience. Those are the two places. If you're going to be someplace, you. those two places, <laughs> we are Borg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> too it's soon? just you and John, yes, I guess. You, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gina's like, Star what? <laughs> I wish I could be in there. I saw Star Trek once. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I did it. <laughs> so, Trina, if you're not familiar with Instagram, what do you use? What, what's the platform? We've already had this conversation. Have it again. <laughs> Trina is a pretty big Reddit freak, and it's because there's not a lot of advertising on Reddit. So I'm Reddit. not helpful in this conversation familiar, at many, all. <laughs> asking the audience, how many of you are familiar with Reddit? Okay, two people. It's three like people. three people. Exactly. That's the point. I think I saw a third over here. So three people. I'm opening my Reddit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you're uh, opening your Reddit, right? See, you know Reddit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a user. Okay. Reddit is very can be very successful if you have events that are newsworthy. Yeah. So we've had very good luck on Reddit marketing for little to nothing events that are newsworthy to communities, because on Reddit there's a community for everything. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. There's subreddits uh, for everything. Well, you, you literally everything it, uh, down to like cities and counties and. For types of food you eat and mm-hmm. types of things you buy. What and shows of, you watch, all yeah. everything. And yes. there's really intense conversations and groups. So that can be a really good place to do marketing because you can, it's really specialized to that group, right? Yeah. You know, don't go in there. There's one that I'm active in. I'm, I'm from Rochester, Minnesota. There's one I'm active in in Rochester, Minnesota. Like if somebody comes in there talking about something from Minneapolis, which is 90 miles away, Boy, they're yeah, shunned yeah. out of the yeah, room. Yeah, you're like, uh, that's 90 right? miles away. Yeah, what am I going to do with we're, that? <laughs> we're, no, we're talking about yeah. Rochester, right? Mm-hmm. So that is very popular. It can be. 
Um, it's a little See, less. I know things. I tell you, right, she does know enough. things. But she's she comes a very on the show once in a while with what she likes to refer to as the uh, what did you call it? The, the thought of the day or the no, no. Say it, it was like I don't remember what we called it, but you like asked for some kind of fact every time we did this, and like it worked fun twice. Facts. Two, there were two That's fun facts. Was. That's all there ever was. So worked. she would come in and give us some fun facts on the podcast, <laughs> and, and I, I don't have was, any today, by no, the way. So no. don't ask. I know she was finding that information on. I was a hundred percent was finding it on Reddit. There's entire subreddits about. Yeah, Weird a, real, a really cool yes. one that I follow. I don't know if you followed it. We are way off track here. But, we really, really uh, are. Everybody go download Reddit and you can follow along. <laughs> my, my, We're off It's track. called T-I-L. Today I Learned. Yes. Today I Learned. It's, one of my it's a whole subreddit of Today I Learned. It's just random comments Stupid and thoughts stuff. about. It's amazing. I was trying to open up a Today I Learned. Anything um, clean? So if you ever see anything clean on? Yeah, I filter There's out that. Today I Learned after song. the world's largest beach cleanup at Mombay's Versosa Beach. All of Ridley Turtles returned to lay eggs for the first time in 20 years. So well, that's the big thing right now on Reddit to go completely off track is they just started a um, like a hashtag war where it's people like cleaning up their communities and how many trash bags. It's called the trash challenge or something yeah. where people are going and cleaning up beaches and stuff and like posting pictures instead of doing like flipping a bottle or whatever. That's the new thing right now. And it started as a Reddit post. Interesting. Yeah, it's like the... Trash cleanup challenge. Yeah, it is. There's photos and photos Mm -hmm. of these horrible beaches that are just beautiful now. Anyway. All right. Ready. Your job. Your job is to reel us in here, Sean. (laughs) You heard it here on the (laughs) Celebrity Podcast Show. Reddit. So if uh, we're helping them launch their company, obviously we're much, much larger. (laughs) They don't need help. They're launched. (laughs) But from an auction marketing standpoint, you can post your auctions in the local communities, those communities that make sense, and link them back to your website. And if it's relevant to the groups, it will drive a significant amount of traffic back to your website. I've had That's fantastic luck posting auctions that make sense for the local community or whatever that community is, especially real estate. You're going to find some on Craftsman Homes. You're going to some, some, maybe you're going to find a Frank Lloyd Wright subreddit that just talks about nothing but Frank Lloyd Wright. So you've got a home that's a Frank Lloyd Wright home at auction. Man, find that subreddit, post in there. Okay. People are going to, right. they're the most obsessed people about these topics. And those stories will drill down into like sub into niches, kind of a real niche market. Yeah, they're called subreddits. Yeah, they're just little sub little sections Mm -hmm. on on it. And they're just, I mean, I follow tons. That's awesome. I'll tell you one thing that we're going to do the uh, this afternoon on this show while we're recording it. Jimmy Dean's got a microphone over here. If anybody has a question that they'd like to ask John, and we've got him kind of captured here for this hour on the podcast show, also, John's going to give a class after that for United Country Real Estate. He's speaking at their convention. But mm-hmm. if you have a question, hold your hand up. We'd love to get that question and have him respond to it on the show, especially if it's about marketing, social media, tips, tricks, things that you can do to enhance your business. Sean, I do have a question back here in the back of the room. Okay. We got one question so coming John, in. This question goes to John. John. All right. Do you feel that Facebook ads, Facebook postings or boost, I think they're called. Do you feel that they are starting to reach their peak and maybe the next best thing is just over the horizon? Or do you think that there's still a lot of growth yet out there? For Facebook posts and boosted posts, like promoted or boosted posts, is there still growth within Facebook boosted posts or promoted posts? And if there's not, what's the next thing? And if there is still growth, what's the growth? If I expanded a little bit on your question. I've given seminars recently within the last several months that talks about Facebook having peaked. 
I think Facebook has peaked. It's, it's user growth within the United States, its core is no longer growing. Facebook as a company continues to grow. It continues to add active users. Facebook within the United States is no longer adding active users. It's peaked. I think the peak will be here for quite a while because you've got the generations of people that are the consumers, the 30 and 40 and 50 and 60-year-olds of the world. They're not leaving Facebook anytime soon. So those people aren't exiting Facebook. It's just there's no new people coming in behind. So we've probably got another five to 10 years of Facebook so long as it lasts other pressures that are on Facebook, such as privacy issues that come from Congress and, and the general population as a whole, and Europe especially. So Facebook will be there so long as it doesn't succumb to regulation that will bring it down. Posts and, and ads will, will remain there so long as Facebook is there. That's how they pay their paychecks. So they're not going anywhere. That said, it's time to begin looking at other things. The ship, if you're not on the Facebook ship, the ship has sailed. It's gone. You still can hop on, but now is the time to be looking at Google AdWords, looking at Instagram ads, looking at other platforms that may come along that aren't in the marketplace yet. Reddit, you know, maybe Reddit, and Reddit's an old one, but yeah, maybe maybe you start looking at Reddit, which where you can do promoted marketing on Reddit also. So you, you need to look at other alternatives. And some methods of marketing are starting to come back. Email is starting to come back a little bit. There was a bit of a lag in email. Email is starting to come back, which teaser for everybody in the room is one of the things we'll talk about this afternoon in my session about how to use email in an advanced way. Email is coming back. Google AdWords or Google Ads now they call themselves has some really cool sneaky advanced techniques that auctioneers can leverage to, to use the data of their competitors to make themselves more competitive in the marketplace, which is really cool. There's lots of things, but Facebook still, for us, Facebook on a normal budget is half of the budget, Google 40% of the budget, and then 10% is direct mail. So it still makes up the majority of my budget, including on a real estate campaign, uh, the same. I just wrote a proposal to sell a historic hotel, 50% Facebook, 40% Google, 10% direct mail. And the receiver replied back, hey, what about newspaper? And then what do you reply back, Right. Hey, did you know that in 2018, the National Association of Realtors published a study that shows this? And then he replies back, oh, that's great information. Thanks. Right. So that's a great question. Anybody else have a question? The audience for John. Yes, sir. Up here in the front. Hey, John, do you uh, see you're saying that the live auctions are getting to be more of the thing of the past? How much longer, if any, would the live auctions actually completely be discontinued as far as you know, the, the true auctioneer, it's, it's, a, it's an art. Do you ever see that going away completely or to a certain extent? Do I see the live auction as an art form or a, as a method of sale going away? I don't. It's not going away. You know, as even as for us, with the data we have as we transition, there's always going to be a group of people that love to come to live auctions. And there's always going to be a place for live auctions and that growth. I don't believe the conversation needs to be live auction versus online versus simulcast because that's not the conversation. The conversation that needs to be had needs to be shifted to auction or not auction. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's the method of sale. It's not the method within the method of sale that differentiates us, especially in the consumer's eyes. The consumers don't care as much about simulcast versus live versus online only. You can have extremely successful auctions doing any one of those three things all day long. And you just add parts and pieces depending on what you need. I don't think it's going away ever. We've been around since 1959. We've always had live auctioneers. I don't foresee a point in our future where we're going to lay off our live auctioneer team. I just don't. In fact, we just added another one to the team. 
right? Despite the fact that we know it's 60%, mm-hmm. 40%. So I, I just don't think it's going to go away. And I think <clears throat> from being in that industry, it's fair to say that where they were once used for all auctions, that was the, there, there was no online technology. So if you had an auction, it was a live outcry auction. I think in the future, what we may find is it becomes specialized. The outcry auction, the live chant auctioneer becomes kind of specialized in the overall auction landscape where possibly the majority of that would be sold in an online or an electronic environment, but there's still always going to be a call for a live auctioneer. Absolutely. And there's cost, rather than the method of sale, a live auction being the only tool in the auctioneer's toolbox, now you've got live auction as a tool, you've got online only as a tool, you've got simulcast as a tool, and all three of those pieces, or you've got silent bids. I mean, you've got all mm-hmm. kinds of tools that can be interchanged within the within the toolbox. I love competing against companies that market themselves as we only do this because it's fun because it's cool. You only have one tool, Mr. <laughs> or Mrs. Seller. I've got Seller. a whole toolbox, yeah. 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 Do you want to work with somebody that only has one tool? Well, yeah, if I have brain surgery, but... What if I, I have a more complex problem that needs to be solved? There might be multiple ways to solve these problems, right? And the method of sale that you use may change, like you say. I think they use more than one tool in brain surgery. I'm, I'm not sure. They they I hope they do. The last time I had a lobotomy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the last time. <laughs> We're going to slip away real quick. We're going to take a minute and hear from our sponsors. In just a few minutes, we'll be right back with Mr. John Schultz on The Sale Ring. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. And we're back in the studio with Mr. John Schultz auction expert, auction marketing expert. And as we set this up in the first half, we have a live audience in front of us yeah, right now. We sure do. John and, and Trina, we've got a question in the back of the room. Mr. Corky Heard from Clinton, Oklahoma. I know Corky back there. Go ahead. Okay. 
Okay, my question, John, is, is with uh, a lot of the recent uh, changes in Facebook and some of the other platforms, how do you see that affecting the auction and real estate industry when they're prohibiting firearm <laughs> ads, hunting and recreation properties? Do you think it's going to continue to carry on into other sectors across Facebook, YouTube, things like that? How do you see that playing out in our industry? The question is, is from Corky, great question. There continues to be increased, I don't want to use the word censorship, but I'm going to use the word censorship of the sale of certain assets, weapons being one of them, things related to weapons, certain pictures of people, graphic photos, things of that nature are, are continuing to be excluded from the ability to market those things on, on Facebook. Uh, and how does that impact the auction industry? Fair? I believe it will continue to impact the auction industry. That'll be an ongoing thing. Uh, I don't think that that's going to roll back. Those that believe in gun rights, there is a large movement, as we know, within the country of those that don't believe there should be gun rights, right? And unfortunately, Facebook comes down in the camp of we're going to be extra cautious in this, this realm. And, and so censors those that marketing and they will continue to do so. Um, I don't think that will change. There will be additional censorship, I'm, I'm sure of it, from Facebook and other social media platforms. And it's easy to shake our heads and go, my gosh, it, but, it, but, but, but it's a private for-profit company that can make their own decisions the same way that some of us say, you know what? We're not going to sell anything pornographic related. And some auction companies say we are going to sell things that are this kind of related, right? So they're making that same business decision that we're allowed to make. It, that it doesn't align with a lot of us within the auction industry is 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 kind of just the way it is. Unfortunately, that will continue to happen. I think the bigger threat with Facebook and social media from a marketing standpoint to the auction industry isn't specific censorship. It's access to market to users based on their demographical information. That's the real threat. And that threat won't come from within the United States. That threat is coming from Europe. If you follow anything with Europe and how Europe is, you're allowed to market to consumers in Europe. In Europe, you have a right to not exist online, digitally. And so if a customer reaches out to you and says, they have to opt into their marketing in Europe, right? Which is the flip-flop of the United States, which is, well, we market to you and market to you and market to you. Uh, in Europe, if you market to somebody and they come to you and say, hey, never market to me again, you have to permanently disband them from all of your marketing, get rid of all files and records on, on that consumer. And Facebook is under scrutiny for that. Google's under scrutiny for that in Europe. And at some point that may come to the United States and that will be the bigger threat, which is we won't be able to demographically target users uh, based on the demographical information we have. We've already seen that a little bit with Facebook last year when they took away some of the demographics that we could market to them. That will continue. There'll be continued pressure that comes from outside of the United States, as you see with our elections and with our politics and with the way we operate as a society within the United States, you're going to continue to see outside forces trying to influence what happens within the United States. And not with to that get, over, not to get political on the conversation. And with that <laughs> overview of exactly why and what's going on, I mean, at the root of that is there's nothing we're really going to change or do about that. It's somebody else's technology platform and their beliefs are their beliefs. And they're going to be um, ultra cautious, not always about taking a side whenever you're in business. It's about uh, customer retention. Right, and right. I, it's, just, it's, I don't really want to offend anybody. So we're going to err on the side of caution yeah. because it may be a a much smaller audience that's for it than is against it. And we right. don't know, but we know by being ultra conservative, maybe we can serve more clients. And, and there's going to be companies that go the other way. If you remember a year ago, you're all, are you all familiar with Colin Kaepernick, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And he, he took a stand by taking a knee 
right? Mm -hmm. And not that long ago, six months ago, Nike signed him as a spokesperson. And a lot of people went, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Why would somebody do that? Do you know what happened to Nike sales after they signed him as a spokesperson? Yeah. Actually, they increased. Really? Because Nike took the time to figure out who their demographic of buyers were and what are they in tune to. No different than what Facebook is doing, which is who our demographic of users. Okay, what do they want as a whole, to Sean's point? Understanding your, you know, okay, what do our users want, right? Which is why Nike goes and signs Kaepernick as a spokesperson because to the most of us in the room, we went, what? That's so, no, un-American. And to Nike, they went, no, that's so in tune with what our customers want. And their sales didn't drop. They Despite the fact so many people boycotted Nike, their sales actually increased. So it's sure. being in tune to your customers and where they hang out. You know, as far as firearms go, there's lots of other platforms that have sprung up in this world. Are you familiar with Arms List? We talked about this at dinner last night. If 248,000 people that subscribe to, not giving commercial, but 248,000 people that subscribe to an email about firearms. Well, I think for $2,000, you can send an email blast to all 248,000 people about your auction. Or your real, or your hunting for land. how much? For two thousand dollars, you're going to get two hundred forty-eight thousand email names, which is two thousand seems like yeah. a lot of money, but two thousand dollars for two hundred forty-eight thousand confirmed for one event. firearm yeah. people is that a one-time use? Yeah, one-time use. Okay. So they send the blast out for you. They send it out for you. Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> another another. Oh no, <laughs> a, another teaser for you. You talk about advanced marketing in this afternoon session after the podcast. We're going to talk about a company where we can buy demographical information of everybody in this room for 12 cents per person. Nice. Including, do you own a firearm? Do you own hunting land? What's your net income? How many credit cards are in your pocket? What's your net worth? What's your, how much debt do you have? Right, for 12 cents a name. So we're going to look at some other techniques to get that same information that can take you away from being dependent on a Facebook or somebody like that. I keep giving all these commercials. No, you're doing awesome. Corky, great question. Anybody else have a question in the audience for John? How are we doing Mm -hmm. on time? We're doing great. I think we're doing awesome. We're at the, uh, about the 30 minute mark right now. So one thing about the podcast show is once it's edited down, that time slot will change a little bit, but John, we greatly appreciate you being here with us at the uh, studio by the sea. By the sea. I love being by the sea. Beautiful Hilton Head, South Carolina. Hilton Head Island is a wonderful, wonderful place. This is, I've been out here twice before, but it was on business. We went straight to uh, the place where we were meeting. Sean, and back what are you out here for so. right now? Not for business? Pleasure. Okay. <laughs> pleasure of a podcast show. Pleasure of a podcast show. We'll make sure one more check if we have any questions from the studio audience. And if not, we're going near the end of this podcast show with our good friend, Mr. John Schultz, Graph Auctions. Yes. John's been at it for a lot of years. Um, he's a Featured speaker at the United Country Real Estate's National Convention here 2019-2019 at Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. John, thank you so much for being uh, with us today. Thank you to both you and Trina for having me. And the, the live studio audience is always a treat. So I've very much enjoyed it and enjoyed the time here and look forward to presenting later today at, at the seminar. Absolutely. Miss Trina? Yeah. If you would, ladies and gentlemen, give Mr. John Schultz a nice yeah. round of applause. It's a great studio audience today. We appreciate that, and we look forward to joining you next time inside the sale ring. This episode has ended, but your journey to greatness continues. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesaleRing.com now. That's www.thesaleRing.com.